This is the Covered Podcast. Today is Friday, August 18th, and this is Covered. We got a we got a little variety. We've we finished up our NFL previews of each division. Um we're gonna have a futures uh little futures notes of all of our plays coming out for you guys uh in covered plus. So if you're not in covered plus yet, get in there. We're gonna drop all of our futures in there. Um and then we have after a hard knocks interview, not hard knocks interview, hard knocks review. That's what it's called. Hard knocks review. We're going over college football, and we have a special guest from Cook the Book Bets on Instagram, Biggie B. That'll come later. Hard knocks, though. It was awesome. They they get more into training camp, what it's really like. Um How'd you how'd you enjoy episode two? I think it's nice that we're not following these people that again are are gonna be flipping hamburgers. You know, we're we're following the main dudes of the team. We're getting a lot of Rogers. We're getting the studs on defense, Quinn and Williams. So th- that part of it I, I really enjoy. I think everybody came to the general consensus that the Jets offensive line stinks yeah. like so bad. I think, I think hard knocks is doing the opposite of what um, it normally does for me. It's, I think it's pushing me away from the Jets um, because their offensive line struggles are so bad that I'm just like, this ain't it. Like if you can't protect Rogers, if you can't run the ball, New York Jets unders. That's going to be the play. I that that is a hundred percent the play. And I mean, you think about how they did last year. Somehow, that team won seven games. That also, I was thinking about it today. That team won seven games with that offensive line. Can Rodgers? I don't know if Rodgers is he worth three wins. I think they got to get to ten to make the playoffs, right? I agree. In the in the AFC, I I totally agree. I I think he is. He's got, you know, the, the addition of Dalvin Cook. Does it help? Sure. I mean, yeah. you're not going to say no to another playmaker, but the issue that they're going to have is what's going on with that offensive line. But we talked about it already. That defense is going to keep them in a lot of football games. A lot of them, yeah. No, it, they they definitely are. Um, and that's why I think New York Jets under, because yeah. maybe their offense goes off. But, like, against the Panthers, I mean, even in joint practice, well, that's when Rodgers played, not the preseason game. He was running for his life. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I mean their D-line, the Jets, is so good. And their secondary is insane like they they will punish teams and i think you're gonna see a lot of those games exactly like what we saw in the preseason 27 to 0 you know it might be 24 to 7 something like that so those unders are certainly going to be in play it just is a matter of time before 
the offense gets their groove. I don't know if you did see um, Rogers put up a social media post of him with um, Wilson, the receiver, Garrett, Garrett Wilson, right? Yep. Garrett Wilson's Garrett Wilson. the receiver. And he's like, oh, I love my 17s. He uh, tagged Devontae Adams. That's what everybody was looking at first. But also in a nice hidden little tag in the picture, it's Rogers facing away from the camera. So you can see his back and his ass basically right on his ass in black um, in a black tag. He tagged Bakatari. Takatari. Bakhtiari. When's he coming over? You know he's coming. Maybe. Maybe next year. Tay. Takatari. It's going to be a whole reunion. It's going to be the uh, New York Packers. The New York Packers. I mean, it already kind of is with Lazard, Cobb, Rogers. Um, I'm kind of surprised yeah. that we haven't seen more of Cobb and the Lazard King. Like, yeah. when when is that coming? Maybe they don't want to focus on those guys because Green Bay would get, like, all salty or something. I, I don't know. Kind of Just kind of weird. Who cares? Okay. But, <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, the episode I liked it. Rogers throwing some haymakers, you know, running over to his old coach, saying, "Call him fat piece of shit." Um. So there was that, and then what I was very interesting. I thought he was yelling at Sala, but Hackett's calling the plays. Shocker, he was pissed and doesn't know how to call a play out of a certain formation. Um, where Rogers yelled at him, maybe we don't call that play from that formation. Maybe we learn from that. That was that was pretty interesting to see. And it uh gave everybody a little insight to what Broncos fans went through all last year. Yeah, the I guess disorganization of Hackett was on display there because I think when you're at the Packers, you have Matt LaFleur, LaFleur, the flower, who was able to kind of put some reins on Hackett's, you know, he he's, don't get me wrong, a brilliant football mind, but that doesn't mean that you can portray your knowledge in a way that other people will understand. Yeah. So if, if people don't understand what you're trying to tell them or they don't understand their job when they go out there, like if we're in the wrong formation, but we're running this play, it's like, what, what are we doing here? So yeah. that, that it, it's good for him to be back with Rogers in that sense. Cause Rogers is going to keep everybody in check. Right. Right. That's his job. That that's his ego. Um, It's, it's just who he is as a person. So that will be a fascinating relationship to continue to watch as hard knocks continues on getting us through the rest of this goddamn month. Yeah, it's tough, but but next week it's week zero. It's week oh, zero. Oh, really coach. quick, really quick on the Jets, September eleventh, Monday night football. Yeah, so you got to guess what the, the over under is. Well, you got to hammer the Jets. I I don't know if you do. I think I'm going to hammer the under. Guess what this under on nine eleven. Oh man, come on. They're playing for a whole city. That's your saying because they're the Jets. Okay, well, no, I I heard it come out of my mouth, and then your reaction <laughs> made me think about it. I was, what I was saying, 
<laughs> All right. Well, you know, you're really putting go. yourself in a bad spot way here. No, over under Bills at Jets, NYC, September 11th. You're 100% right. Going to be one of the Never most forget. patriotic games of the year. Never forget. What's the over under? Yes. 52 and a half. Jesus Christ. You 48. Monster. And a half. No, it's 47. 47. Take the under. 100%. I yeah. might just nuke it right now. 50 unit ultra mega whale, nuclear whale, baby Lock. whale play. Love lock it. it in perfect yeah that's that's probably a lock jets are dogs too um plus one and a half i'll bet the number about- continues to to grow too with the way that they're being portrayed in hard knocks it's like well the thing is uh, hard knocks the most that super bowl bet is jets over the 49ers after the um mentalist came in Bunch of Mickey Mouse magics, what that is. Was it? Yeah. Did the goldfish yeah, everybody thing? Was, everybody was in on it. I that's what I kind of what I was. How do you do the goldfish thing? I mean, you just distracted him while he was pulling out the card and switched the card. Because the, the little goldfish was the same size as the deck of cards. Right. So he did a little like and then snuck the goldfish in while he took the whole deck of cards out. Yeah. Because so, he was like Push down really hard on it. Push down really hard on it. He's like, oh, no, check your hand. What is it? Goldfish. Oh, and the guy's like, what if it wasn't a giraffe? <laughs> yeah. It would have been like a little toy giraffe. I, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, but it wasn't. It was goldfish. I don't know why. Yeah. The thirty-one twenty-one thing kind of, kind of sus. And the, the puzzle piece, like, you could have done the puzzle and then like on the thing, right? Where he like threw him off, right? It could have all been the same piece. Like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that was see, we're on to you, mental guy. We're on and to you. I, I also wonder if maybe they weren't all the same piece, but maybe there was like two or three pieces uh, that you know they were all the same, but and then behind that puzzle was another puzzle ooh, with the different, you know, like yeah, yeah, like all sorts of puzzles and then he could just be like oh you pick this piece and then he just picks i don't know it's all mickey mouse i, I don't believe any of it jess may not win game this year to bring him in saws <laughs> is gone you get Rogers, that black magic out of here <laughs> this witchcraft it's out don't We're you put that it. on me don't yeah. you put that on me they're 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 trying to get um in rogers good graces a little too much with this with this stuff yeah, burn some sage around that building because they're going to need a lot more help than just a mentalist around there with that old line. Yeah, they, that old line. They're going to need they're going to need divine intervention with that old line to to win some games, score some points, score some points. Well, that's about the only NFL news going on right. Now. I mean, yeah, Dalvin Cook signing with the Jets, like. Can't say we're we're too surprised about that. Zeke with the Patriots. I mean, oh, that's another one that we all makes him a contender, coming. right? Uh, I mean, not with Mac Jones at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that was a joke. That was a joke. Um, the Pats mistake. Everybody keeps talking about their um, what's the guy's name from Louisville that's been playing quarterback and receiver for him? 
Oh, Malik um, Cunningham, dog. Malik Cunningham, absolute dog. I think he could be a stud. I mean, him and DTR. DTR for the Browns. Like, we've we've been talking about DTR for years now, right? Not really. It was just because we bet on him a lot last year. But <laughs> Malik. Well, years. This is the second year. So, two years. Years. Two years, exactly. Yeah, years. I, I, I do like Malik, but, I mean – there's no chance Bill Belichick, you know, he'd be like this fucking guy just running around catching the ball. I mean, we can't put Malik in the game. <laughs> Mac Jones. He did. I don't know. I guess to argue that point, he did have Cam Newton on the team. So he did. That's right. That's a wild combination of personalities. That's right. <laughs> People don't talk Bill. about that enough. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They don't. Well, Zeke now. Zeke. Going to the Pats. That's a wild com- combo of personalities. Zeke I feel and- like Zeke, the the only personality he has, though, is eating cereal. That's yeah. it. Like, you don't hear a crazy comment out of Zeke. It's just like, I play football, and I like cereal. And I think Bill Belichick <laughs> loves eat. guys like that. He's very simple. <laughs> very simple. That's- simple guy. Run the football. Uh, who is it? Ramonde, Ramondre Stevenson. Yep. Could be a fantasy sleeper. His his draft uh, ADP is going to tank because of Zeke, right? Yeah, but Zeke's going to get the goal line touches, allegedly. Vulture. I mean, he can't, he, he can't carry the load for that long because his legs are dead. That's what everybody's been saying. Sure. What if he just runs for 2,000 yards this year? Uh, he could have the best year ever in the history of the NFL. That'd be wild. Not with Mac Jones at quarterback, though. Nah, no. They can Take put, that one put eight in the box. Eight in the box. Um, yeah, that's NFL news. Um, Broncos still stink. I don't think we've been able to touch on that. Their season's over. 0-17. Yeah, we're, we're totally fucked. Yeah. It's over. It's over. Yeah, it, it's been eerily quiet. I feel like after the Cardinals game, <laughs> it was like, like oh, <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> oh shit. There yeah, we go. yeah. I haven't heard any headline uh, news from Sean Payton since then, and that is exactly how it should be when your team has just been atrocious for the past five, six years. So also, yeah, I mean, I would like to say on Instagram there was a video of Jerry Judy doing his route work against a guy that works at Wendy's probably. And everybody's like, oh, Jerry Judy's so good. Look at that footwork. And we happen to comment that, yeah, the footwork's awesome until he drops a pass and got lit up for it. Oh, he didn't He didn't lead the drops last year. Whoever, like, Jamar had more drops than Jerry Judy last year, whatever. Um, fourth, third down, wide open, drops. Drops a wide open pass. Obviously, they go for it on fourth down. He catches the next one, scores a touchdown. Great. But still counts as a drop. And I would like it to be known that I did not remember the post. And so I couldn't go back to it and comment on that. So here it is. There, there we go. The retribution. I hope that feels God. good for you. People are saying Jerry Judy, new slant boy. He was running some dirty slants. Although on that touchdown, 
allegedly made the Cardinals defender touch earth. Now, was the second or third string Cardinals since the starters played the whole first half because we couldn't score a touchdown? I don't know. I mean, it. the guy blitzed. They did a corner blitz on fourth down, so the safety was covering over the top. Like, he he didn't juke him out of his shoes. The guy was blitzing. So I, oh. I don't know what Cardinals people... under. Cardinals Sanders, that's all you gotta say. <laughs> they they're terrible. That they're they're terrible. Well, let's get into college football. It's it's time it's... to do our due diligence and talk about the power five because nobody cares about these other sorry ass teams. <laughs> Except for the Pac West. The Pac West? What will be the Pac West next year? Oh. That'll Just be a power kidding. five still. <sighs> Maybe. Yeah. See as he's gonna be power five. Let's go. <laughs> Better believe it. <laughs> Let's go. But no, we'll, the real Power Five, we'll, we will get into it. What do you want to start? You want to go alphabetically? Start with the ACC? Sure. Let's do it. Right. ACC. It'll be interesting. I know you're big on a team in the ACC. Yep, yep. I, I don't necessarily know if I'm big on one team, but I do see a team from the ACC coming out and making it to the CFP if they don't cannibalize themselves. Like, I think that that's something very likely. And I think that the two that we're talking about are Clemson and Florida state. Yes. Those two are kind of um, head and shoulders above the rest. Yeah. Say what you want about UNC with uh, what Drake may, I believe is the quarterback's name. It's, it's like, we're running this whole thing back with Mitch Trubisky. UNC is not going to be a good football team just because they have a above average quarterback. Like yeah, UNC overs always UNC overs bang. That's what we're talking about here. But Clemson, Florida state, I guess they got rid of the divisions in the ACC. So now we have the potential for a Clemson Florida state rematch in the championship game. So that would be really cool, but I don't know. What are your thoughts? What? Why Florida State? I'm yeah. As we as we talk later, uh, with with old Biggie, um, appreciate him coming on the show. I love Florida State. I think Florida State is going to run the division. Um, Clemson just hasn't had it, you know. Um. They got Shipley coming back, obviously. Club Nick coming back. Still got Dabo um, running, running, running ship. But I don't like their defense is always pretty good, but it wasn't awesome last year. Like they lost Venables to OU. Um, but I really like Florida State uh, coaching all back. Mike Norvell, uh, he's got the boys going. They're returning most starters like in college football. So a lot of familiarity there um, and love that. And so I think they're going to be, they're going to improve off of last year. Jordan Travis is a monster. Um, He's going to be in the running for Heisman anyway. Um, So, yeah, I like the Knowles this year to to get it done in the ACC. Um, It's plus 170 for them. They're second behind Clemson. Uh, Clemson just yeah hasn't done it for me the last few years, and I'm I'm hitching my wagon to the Florida State Seminoles. Well, here's why Clemson is 
going to tickle your fancy throughout the year. Okay? Maybe. Here it is. Here it is. Maybe. Garrett Riley. Ever yeah, heard of yeah, Lincoln yeah. Riley? This is yeah. a little bro. You want to know where Garrett was last year? TCU. He was the OC at TCU. Prolific offense led by a ginger to the national championship. He's going to take ACC with better talent, better head guy at the helm, uh, you know, decently weak conference with the exception of Florida State, and they're they're going to the CFP. Plus three fifty going appearing. That's that's what they're doing. They will appear in the college football playoff. So, I mean it. It's tough because I think like Clemson's the favorite at plus one one fifty five to win the ACC, and then Florida State's like plus one seventy five. Like they're yeah, they're they're really close, really close. But one of those teams again. Hopefully, they, hopefully they don't just beat the shit out of each other both times and then yeah. cancel each other out, and then we're gonna have two SEC teams sneak in or two Big Ten teams. Yeah, but I wouldn't be freaking surprised, honestly. But I, I like. I like the K Club Nick guy at quarterback. I think he's gonna do very well in this offense. Like, keep in mind that at TCU, Ginge was freaking like third string or some shit. Like, this dude was not even in the the conversation for being a starter. And then he comes in, and you know, it's a it's a great Cinderella story type thing. And then they get fucking dog walked and by Georgia in the national yeah. championship. But if that offense can do that with that guy at the helm. I think that this offense rolls. So, yeah, good. It could, but Florida State's going to win that division. Um, anything, anything else, or that conference, anything else you like from the ACC? Heisman, yeah. anything? It, you know, nah, nothing. It's not, not high. It's, not no. a, it's a basketball conference. It's a basketball conference. Exactly. I mean, that. They're kind of getting left behind with expansion. That's yeah. that has nothing to do with this season, but like I, I think that maybe even in the coming weeks you're gonna see some very big explosive news out of Ooh, the ACC of what's to come. Cause I mean, like Clemson and FSU, they're not sticking around. There's no way they're they're gonna wiggle their way out of those contracts and they they gone. So they're Ivy League schools. I don't know about what that. What if the Ivy League just makes a splash? They're like, yep, Duke, Florida State, Clemson. Boston College. Boston College. Ivy League. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, I like <laughs> it. Well, let's uh, let's move. How are we doing this alphabetically because of the Big Ten and the Big 12? Uh, let's go 12, talking about basketball schools. Um, Big 12, basketball, basketball schools. Haven't haven't had a college football play. Uh, well, no, that's a lie. TCU, but they got murdered. Um, who Oklahoma too? Okay, yeah. Well, Oklahoma stinks now. I I agree. They're they're not going to be. Is Venables the Oklahoma turn around? No, nope, nope, nope. It, so. He's not going to be as bad as Scott Frost was with Nebraska, where you know a former player comes back and. You know, totally tanks this Has team. That ever but... worked? Um, specifically alumni too. 
That's a good question. I mean, Dabo played at Bama. Everybody kept saying once Saban leaves that Dabo would go to Bama. So maybe that one is the future, but past. That's a great question. I don't know. Um, Steve Spurrier. Boom. Florida. Yep. Head ball coach. Okay. Fair enough. It's been a while. It has been a while. Joe Namath. I don't know. They're just throwing out names. (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to kiss Susie Colbert on the sideline. I didn't know he coached football. Jeez Louise, what are we doing, Joe? Broadway Joe. Yeah. No, he he ain't coaching no football teams anyway. No, I I I don't think that the alumni have a very good track record coming back and, and winning, which is kind of funny. But what do we think about the Big 12? I mean, TCU coming off an absolute heater. Let's talk yeah. about them first. Any chance they can make some noise and repeat? No. No way. I think they're going to be off- offensively. I think they're going to be pretty good, because um, Sunny Dykes, Sunny Dykes, scored a lot of points at TCU. Obviously, lost his OC. Obviously, we just t- touched on it, but he also did it at SMU. So I like them to score points. I don't necessarily know if they're going to win games and have a chance at this conference championship, but well. Here's like here's some information for you. Okay, they lost their top three receivers. They lost their top three rushers. They lost their quarterback. And they lost their OC. Under seven and a half wins for Horn Frogs. Ooh, official? Official lock? Official. Official okay. lock. But Under they're going to be CU week one, right? Yeah. I, I, I Like you said, overs and that they're going to beat CU. <laughs> that those Perfect. are those are what we're taking with TCU this year. I mean, it, they're a Big Twelve team. Overs. That's Overs, all. You, that's all you got to yeah. do. And, they don't play defense in the Big Twelve. And the CU defense has given up twenty-two touchdowns and zero picks to Shadir Sanders allegedly. That's what they've reported out of camp. So it's alleged. Let's <laughs> let's think about it. Um, as far as the division winner. Well, Biggie, later in the episode, he's got a specific division winner and to appear in the college football playoff and to win the whole thing. Who do who do you have winning this division in the Big 12? I have Kansas State, Big 12 champs. Plus 500. I like this one a lot. The, the teams at the top, you have Texas, you have Oklahoma, uh, I don't even think TCU is up there. Who is the third team that's at the top of the Big 12? Who am I forgetting? Oklahoma, Texas. Baylor. Those are the top two I Kansas know. State. But Kansas State. Yeah, there you go. There's your then answer right the there. Texas Tech at plus 1,100. Yeah, no chance. But yeah. K-State, Big 12 champs, really like that one. Here's another one. Oh. Coming out of the same state. Yeah. Yeah. Now a football school, the Kansas Jayhawks. That's right. Now, you can get jumpy and say they're going to win the Big 12. I'm not that comfortable, but I will say I think they make the Big 12 championship game. It's plus 1,200. Like, they've got so much talent returning to their roster. It's not that they just, you know, 
brought these guys in. It's their their team is returning this year. They just announced a new stadium production. Yeah, I love it. Um, and Lance Leipel, um, building a culture there. I love that play. Kansas to appear in the Big Twelve Championship. Sign me up. I'm in. Love it. I, if we do want to talk about the top, Texas Horns, Dan under nine wins. I have zero faith in Texas. I I do not trust these guys. They have a tough road schedule. Um, a lot of hype getting ready to move to the SEC. They were the first domino. Keep in mind that led to all this bullshit going around of conference realignment. I, I just don't think that they uh, under nine wins is what I'm looking at here. Think Oklahoma beats them in the Red River rivalry. Texas not back. Horns down. Fair enough. Fair enough. Horns down. Um, if I have to pick a favorite, not Kansas, I'm right with Texas. You're Go doofus. Horns. Well, that's mean. You and Don't everybody be... else in America. Everybody's talking about Texas. When has this, this ever backfired? Never. It's no chance. Sarkeesian got the boys going. No, he doesn't. <laughs> yes, he does. he's yelling at these poor camera guys. Sark, well, Sark can't even let the poor camera guy do his job, letting him onto the field without blowing a freaking gasket. You think Arch is gonna gonna stick around on a guy like that? Probably, yes. actually, but. Yeah. I don't. I, I haven't seen enough of Quinn Ewers to believe that he is the guy. Like everybody says, it's just it's the total hype thing coming out of Texas. The same shit happens with the Cowboys. Not back. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Kansas to appear in the Big Twelve Championship. Lock that in. Big Ten. Big noon football. Gus Johnson. Joel. Joel that's the division. Um, that's the voice of the division. Who you got? Who you got? Yeah. The, it, it's Michigan, Ohio State, right? Like, that's that's the Iowa. top. They got, oh, um, they got the old quarterback, you know, the guy from Michigan. Yeah, he's playing quarterback for Iowa now. Well, he's going to get his ass beat. That's... <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Iowa unders, Big Ten unders, right? Big 12 overs, Big Ten unders. That's what we're all about. Michigan, weirdly enough, they've got one quarterback. I feel like they've had two guys rotating for years now, it seems like. because the other guy went? Oh, McNamara went to Iowa. Yeah. No, McNamara is at Michigan, I think. No, J.J. McCarthy's at McCarthy, the the Mac twins. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I get them mixed up. Don't matter. They got one guy. Their defense is loaded. I mean, they're. I see them making a deep run. I, I could see them making the championship game in the college football playoff. This is the thing, though. Um, they should get rid of their divisions because then, um. Yes. And Ohio State and Michigan can play in the championship, be a lot cooler. Um, I got Ohio State. Um, obviously, bringing a new quarterback, what's fucking new with them? 
Um, but he was Heisman winner. Give me Marvin Harrison Jr. plus 3,000. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I already have it locked in. I love me some Marvin Harrison Jr. And they got Egbuka. It's put, – put me behind center. If I can throw Marvin Harrison and Egbuka, could win. Could win. hand the ball off. Ohio State stuff. overs. Yeah, yeah Ohio beautiful State overs. stuff. I – Give me Ohio State. I I don't think Ohio State is going to lose to Michigan three years in a row. Maybe. Maybe Ryan Day can't get it done. Maybe they need a new coach, but give me Ohio State. It it very well could happen. I, I, I know what you're saying about the get rid of the divisions, and that being said. That's because it's like Ohio State versus Iowa or Minnesota or Purdue. Right. Like, what the hell? No, well, make it Ohio here, State, Michigan. Here's who it's going to be this year. Wisconsin. No. Wisconsin wins the Big Ten West. It's not going to be Penn State. Wisconsin win it, wins it. They'll win over eight and a half games. Coach Fick, Luke Fickle, and Mordecai, transfer quarterback. I believe he came from SMU. Yes. Yeah, Clayton Toon was school. Houston. Yeah, Pratt is Tulane. Yes, got it. Yep, Mordecai. He lit it yeah, up. Yeah, that'll, tra- I mean, that'll, that'll translate. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll translate to Big Ten football for sure. Uh-huh. But the, here's where Wisconsin has always been kind of behind the eight ball. The ground and pound, we're going to be Wisconsin Badgers. We're going to run the ball. We're going to play good defense. You bring in a guy like Mordecai. They're going to score points. They're still going to play good defense. They're going to win the Big Ten West, and they're going to play either Michigan or Ohio State in the championship game. I don't think they're going to win, but Luke Fickle, I respect him enough as a coach where he's a guy that's like he's bringing in top talent. He already has really good talent. Like, they got the old line. Yeah. So that's – go Badgers. Go Badgers. Okay. Fair. Fair. I already gave my uh, my – other play for the old big uh big ten Marvin Harrison Jr. Heisman winner. I do like plus that. 3, plus three thousand. Plus three thousand. Yeah, that seems pretty absurd. He's I mean ins- yeah. Yeah, he he's I kinda ridiculous. hope the Broncos stink again just to get Marvin Harrison Jr. That would be pretty sick. That's Our luck we'd draft probably some not doofus old lineman from Utah. Yeah, huh. yeah, probably. Anyway, speaking of Utah, Pac-12, um, <laughs> I do not have Utah winning uh, the Pac-12. Um, they have a tough road schedule this year. Have to go to Washington. Have to go to USC. Um, I think they have to go to Oregon State too. It's not easy. It's not an easy road. Um, so I'm gonna go with the fan favorite, USC. I think they're going to win Pac-12 and go to the college football playoff. Uh, Washington is returning a lot of folks. But I think USC gets it done. Yeah, you know, that's the easy thing to say is that USC gets it done because Utah's got a hard schedule and, you know, it's just not going to be the same. You know, people like you that drive me crazy in the media. You can't even believe in your own team 
in your own uh, town. Hey, how how you think the Broncos are going to do this year? I I'm not. I don't live in Denver. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's make that very clear. They are the Denver Broncos, not the Colorado Broncos. All right. Okay. I agree with you though. Utah. I don't think. I don't. I don't. I. Nope. Scratch it. They're going to the. They're winning it. They're winning. Winning the, the Pac-12. They're winning okay. it. Their defense will carry them. They're going to figure out this whole quarterback thing. USC is so soft. They can't play defense. Yes, they have the reigning Heisman winner. They have Lincoln Riley. Their defense stinks. You want to know how you make waves in football? You play good defense. Thick Boy 7 gets rolling. Plus 550. Utah win the Pac-12. Okay. Hey, I like it. I'm going to be rooting for you. I'm not going to bet it, but I'll be You're the worst. You're not rooting for me. You're the worst. Yes. I. It's going to be tough for Utah to run it back. I think they could make it to the game, though. I think they could make it. They could make it. What what are the odds on that? I think it's plus 300 for them to just appear. Like, I I, I don't mind that at all. Washington is supposed to be stacked this year. They got a hefty lefty quarterback. Um, so there's that. Penix Oregon. Eh. What? Penix is not hefty. He is a lefty. I, I know. It's no, it's just a, it's just a saying. We there's no more hefty lefty quarterbacks anymore. There's no there's no hefty quarterbacks anymore. There's only thick boys. Thick boys seven. We have that boy, thick boy seven. Hopefully he's healthy. He's got to be healthy. Sound like very well. Well, but... so the thing is, on Twitter, somebody said, report out of Utah camp is um, Thick Boy 7 suffered a setback and will not be ready for Florida and may not play the rest of the season. But Cam Rising quote tweeted it with a gif that said, oh, really? So I think he's fine. I think he's ready to go. I got one more sneaky team. I don't think they're going to make the Pac-12 championship game necessarily, but things have not gone Oregon State's way. They are the dark horse of dark horses. They're going to surprise a lot of people. They got the best offensive line in the Pac-12 and new quarterback alert. As a ukulele. <laughs> yes, DJ Wiangalale. <laughs> I think I botched that, but which I didn't really love him at Clemson, but everybody seems high on him. I think that the now backup will eventually take his spot. Anyways, I think Oregon State could be a sneaky team out of the pack that could surprise a lot of people. What are we hearing in Pac 12 country about Oregon State? Hearing good things about Oregon State. They run the football, which got to do. But ukulele, he had Will Shipley. He had a lot of guys at Clemson, had receivers, had um, Ross, and an awesome defense. 
to keep him off the field, keep him rested. But hard to do that when you keep putting the defense on the field because you keep throwing interceptions or fumbling football. So I'm not that high on Oregon State, but you're right. They do have a good offensive line. We touched on it in the NFL. Have to have a good offensive line. And I don't hate it as like a little flyer because um, the kid's talented. DJ is talented. Like that's why people are high on him. He can be good. He just has to protect the rock. Has to protect the rock. Um, so we let we. I don't hate it as a flyer. I don't hate it. I mean, over eight and a half wins, plus money right now, plus one twenty four. It's the Pac twelve. Like these guys could very well get nine wins. Like yeah. if you, you'll you'll see a team that'll surprise you every year. I think nine wins is totally reasonable especially when you got a team that feels like the world's against someone with conference realignment like right now Oregon State doesn't have a home they just built a brand new stadium and they don't have any any media money paying for it moving forward because they're not a part of the Pac-12 so it could it could be something could be something could be something don't hate it um oh one more see you See you. Oh my God. Yeah, we okay. What go ahead, say what you're gonna say. Cause I would I I can go off on these guys. Go off, King. Well, what do you have? What do you have? What do you have? What do you have? They're gonna be a totally different team, right? We know yeah. that they are not going to be the same team. Everybody keeps associating CU with the team that they were last year. And what I mean by team is like the roster. It's complete turnover. It is not the same team. And I don't think that when betters look at the numbers, like I think it's three and a half right now is what the win total is for CU. They're not putting two and two together that this is a totally revamped team. I think four wins is completely feasible for this team. I don't think they're going to any bowl games this year. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Shadur or the Travis Hunter, I don't think either of those guys are winning the Heisman. I I don't think that that's going to happen, but I think they win four games. I think that that is completely reasonable. I mean, like we just said, it's the Pac-12. Do you have... CU at CSU at home. They also have Nebraska at home. So, like, you win one of those games. Hey, you only got three more to go. We can get four wins out of this team. Fuck CU. They're gonna take their lumps, but it's different than what than what people expect. This is not your one win roster from last year. It's a completely different roster. Yeah, it is a completely different roster. But let's pump. The breaks on the CU hype train. I mean, oh, I don't. Okay, I'm not going to touch the win total now. At four and a half, I would have taken the under absolutely any day of the week. Three and a half, don't love it anymore. Under, over, don't like it. Um, with that being said, there's lots of guys out there, RJ Young being one of them, saying they're in his preseason top 20. Yes, there's been a lot of turnover, like completely Gucci luggage. Or Louis, sorry, Louis luggage coming into coming into Boulder, coming into Folsom, and yeah, it might be Louis, but like, and Dion did great at Jackson State, did great things at Jackson State, did great things for HBCUs, but the talent level 
that he is going up against, it is completely different. Like one player last year out of an HBCU school got drafted. And there were 27, I believe, from the Pac-12. And that's just, that's all HBCUs. That's all FCS. Like that's everything. Like, and now you're going to D1 where it's a whole different landscape. Like I know Dion said like players from HBCUs, there should have been more than one and maybe there should have been, but should there have been 27? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think NFL teams are going to miss that many guys. And so I'm just saying, look at the talent like that. There's, there's a little difference there. And yes, Travis Hunter was the number one guy coming out of school two years ago. But with that being said, we kind of touched on it earlier. CU, um, Shadur Sanders has thrown 22 touchdowns and zero picks against that defense. So I feel like they're going to give up a lot of points, and you have to stop people in FBS to win football games. You can score as many points as you want. If you don't stop them, it doesn't matter. Well, it's a good point because it is raw talent, and it's – making sure that that raw talent then goes and performs on the field. Because you look at like the transfer, the, the transfer ratings, right? Who had the highest ratings? It's like, well, CU did because they brought in 50 transfers so far. I wouldn't be surprised if they have more that come in and yeah, it's not just about the, the ratings of these transfers. It's about getting them to go and actually play football. But to Dion's point, They've surrounded themselves with guys that know football. It's not just Dion and, you know, a bunch of dudes that have part-time jobs to pay their bills. Like it was at the HBCUs, because that's how it is. Like you cannot just coach football. You have to do like, this is full-time football. So he brought in full-time football coaches. You know, he's got NFL guys. He's got college guys. Like I I think he's surrounding himself for success but I'm with you. They're not a top 25 team. Not this year. I definitely I do think... think they're going to improve from last year, but just, and then like, yeah. that's also Dion effect and the guys he's brought in, but I'm just saying pump the brakes. Like pump, they're pump not the winning the national title. Like they are I, not. I, <laughs> I don't think they yeah. finished top six in the back pole. I, I totally agree, but I do think they could still win four games. It's a fine line between I, like no, what what you're Absolutely. betting and, and all that. Yeah, yeah. The, I'm not touching that number. I'm just yeah. Yeah, no, that, that is a tough one. I don't know if you saw the other day there was a fight at practice or whatever, yeah. and yep. Dion was chewing thing. guys' ass. And I was I was watching that video. I'm like, I don't know what position group it was fighting, but I saw a couple higher number lineman yeah. number kind of guys get in there and. Just from the video, didn't look like their size really struck me as being. Oh no, there's a, a picture to anybody. No, yeah, there was a picture of their secondary, um, like on social media or something, all like um, posed and everything, and they looked very, very small. <laughs> so maybe that's why you should do as twenty two touchdowns and zero picks. But also, I think I saw the same one <laughs> off off the off the fight. Um, I took it two ways. I was like, hell of a job by Dion. Like, hey, we're all team here. Like, one of us fighting, everybody is. Don't walk away, you know. But also, we're one week away from college football. <laughs> like, you're not yeah. you're not all together yet. Right. So I'm I mean, well, I was I was kind of both sides on there. 
you brought in 50 guys from the transfer portal and you expect everybody to just sing kumbaya right off the bat like that shit's not happening and well no i meant more of the fact of like like yeah fights are like we see in the nfl every training camp but like yeah um like they don't know like oh we're, we're fight we're all fight then like <laughs> like you had to tell them that's kind of where i'm like eh, i don't like i don't know if that's a good sign yeah it, away. it you know we're reading tea leaves here with we are, the cu we are. buffs the fact that we're talking about them is the in win. itself well we're a from win. Colorado, so there's that no fuck cu but <laughs> the fact that a organization that has been complete trash they have stunk the entire time they've been in the pac 12 one bowl game appearance i think one i mean they have been bottom of the barrel the entire time and the fact that we're talking about them now is all because of dion so yeah all right it's a team in colorado that is a football team and we're talking about them look look at us go look at us go look at us yeah, we love it. Um, we got to get to the SEC. That's where we really dive in with Biggie. But do you have anything for the SEC division winner uh, or conference win- conference winner um, of the SEC? What do you got? What do you got? SEC. They're so good. But you're going to have – because the way that I think about it too is college football playoff, right? Who who are the two teams from the SEC? Because it's going to be two teams from the SEC that make it to the college football playoff. Georgia's the favorite. You got Bama. I mean, I'm not as high on Bama as I was. I did take them at plus 600 to win the whole thing. I I'm just... getting nervous about their quarterback situation. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I don't hate that they're only plus 155 to make the college football playoff. I don't hate that. that. Is, yeah. Georgia's minus 250. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> Just to make it's crazy. Like it, LSU, you know, Brian Kelly, I don't know if I can trust the dude, but he does put together teams that make the college football playoff. You look at Notre Dame, I mean, they were in it at least twice, right? I mean, yeah. I don't think they were in it three times. What under his his tenure, but now he's in SEC country, so LSU could be somebody to look at. Here's you're gonna hate me. Here's one for you. No, Ole no, no. Miss. The lane trade. No, they're not doing it. Doing again. They're not going to the college football playoff, but. They're going to win over seven and a half games this year. They're going to win over seven and a half games. They have the second most returning starters in the SEC. They're they're going to be better. Again, you're getting Lane's guys in there. They brought in a bunch of dudes from the transfer portal. These are guys that Lane Kiffin is confident that are going to be able to come in and produce for this team. Reigning SEC freshman of the year at running back. Who would who would have thought that a Lane Kiffin team would have a running back stud? Running. Keep an eye out on this guy, Quinshawn Judkins. 
He's awesome. He is awesome. He is a stud. So over seven and a half, I totally think that's reasonable for Ole Miss. That doesn't mean necessarily that they're going to be in the SEC championship game. Let's see. What side are they on anyways? Are they east or west? Get rid of the west, east. Just let the top two teams battle out. Yeah. That's how it should be. How it should should be. be. But that that's you know the the biggest threat to Georgia is the speed limit. That's it. If they can keep their dudes from going to jail, they're gonna be fine. And that's a legitimate concern. Is like control your guys, Kirby, and you could repeat this thing. But you know, when you win, it's it's hard to be humble, I guess. And here we are, but. I mean, I think they go undefeated this year, and you can get that. Well, you can't find it on a lot of books, but you could get it at plus 115, and now I'm not even seeing Georgia as an option for going undefeated anymore because I think it's such a lock. lock. Yeah, such a lock. They know it's free money. Um, I would like that. I like the go undefeated. Um, Is it regular season only, or is it the whole thing? It's regular season, yep. Yeah. Yep, that. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, like I said, I like um, like Alabama to make the college football playoff. Uh, plus one fifty five. I think if it comes down to it, where there's like one of those TCU teams, uh, flirting, and Alabama's kind of neck and neck with them, I think uh, the committee uh, may have seen what happened last year. Yes, they did go to the championship. They beat Michigan, wins the championship, but then what happened? And I think the committee might take that into effect. And so I think Alabama does make a reappearance in the college football playoff. I, I mean, it's going to be two of the three, I think. LSU, Bama, Georgia. It's going to be two two of those three will be in maybe three of the college football playoff. Shit, maybe three. But the let's SEC. just do a SEC playoff. That's all, that's all we should do. Well, I mean... I, it wouldn't be the worst thing, right? I mean, that's that's what the twelve team playoffs gonna end up being. It's gonna be like seven SEC teams and just a couple others. Yeah. Oh god, that's the twelve. Bandy. Bandy just keeps getting stray shots on on all this conference realignment. They're like, fucking Vandy's over here making all this money in the SEC. Bandy's like, hold up, what do we gotta do? Like we. We cooked our goose a long time ago. We're yeah. we're all right being the worst team in the SEC yeah. while Oregon State's fighting for their lives up trying to just get into the Mountain West. Like, that's oh right. my gosh. Well, here's an interesting one for you. Just big picture college football playoff stuff. I was looking back at the teams who made it. So the final four, right? Every year, every year but two years, three of the four teams had a top 30 defense. I know it's like, oh yeah, no shit. There's always one team that has some garbage ass defense that sneaks into the college football playoff. Okay. There's always one team last year. Guess who it was? TCU, right? Like it's, it's no surprise years before that you look at it, Oklahoma, um, you look before that, Cincinnati, right? They're, they're these teams. Well, I guess Cincinnati was a top defense, but they were also playing non-Power 5 schools, right? But what's what this leading me to is if you can identify who that team is, 
that has the not so good defense, but the truly electric offense, it can really limit your picks for who's going to be that fourth team, like USC. Could be. Also, all signs point to them as being that team again, not to win it because these teams don't come in and win it. They, they appear. Can't stop them. Right. Yeah. Can't stop them. If you can't stop some, like Georgia can score points and they will stop you. Can you stop them? Even if their offense is average, Kent State could stop Georgia last year. TCU couldn't. Exactly. No, no, it's, it's a total fair point, but as you're looking at it, big picture, it's really hard to identify those top tier teams, you know, the Bama, Georgia, LSU, Michigan, Ohio state. It's okay. Maybe we can find some nuggets here of, as the season goes on, who is going to have the offensive production. And I think it's going to be a big 12 team or a pac 12 team that you're going to have that crazy offensive production and just not very good defense because they don't care about defense in those divisions, right? Or in those um, conferences. So USC plus 250, make the college football playoff. I like it. I like it. Well, that is our Power 5 college football preview. We have our interview with Cook the Books. Cook the Book bets leader, Biggie, and he dives in into the college football landscape. He's in the SEC backyard, but until the next time, we got you covered. We got you covered. Coming on the show now, from down south, leader of Cook the Book Bets and king of the Parlizzle, Biggie B. How, how are you doing, man? I mean, first and foremost, that's a pretty phenomenal intro. Um, I'm doing spectacular. You know, we got – it's been a long five, six months, um, but we're officially nine days away from college football being here, even though it is week zero, even though there's not a ton of good games. It's college football, and not a ton of good games of college football is a lot better than the MLB that we've been betting for the last couple months. So um, I'm fired up. I'm excited to be here. Uh, hopefully we can uh, give out a few winners and uh, yeah, man, I'm just excited to be here and get into it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we we're happy to have you. Um, yeah. Week zero. It's, it's almost here. We can, we can almost reach out and touch it. Are are you have winners already for, for week zero? Well, let's hope so. Let's hope okay. so. I will say I do have a couple futures pending um that I do like only locked in two and one of them is more of a it's a long shot but it's it's one that I'll be able to hedge if if certain things happen so um I've got that and then I got to be honest with you I'm kind of loving Florida against Utah you know and I know that's kind of crazy only returning four starters on offense four on defense it's kind of damn crazy but I got faith in Napier we'll see we'll see my words but We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Hey, have, well, have you ever been to Salt Lake? I don't know, man. It's a pretty formidable place up there in the SLC. Here's 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 the only thing. Okay. I don't know how healthy Cam Rising is gonna be because when whenever he was out against Penn State in the ball game, they were atrocious. 
they were terrible. They could not do anything. Not only that, but they lost a lot of their production out of Kincaid uh, to the draft and their running back. So I, I don't, I don't know. We'll get into it, but I think Florida's got the edge. Hey, fair enough. I mean, that's that's kind of the home team here. Uh, just just <laughs> Utah. Um, so we're hoping for morale sake for the city. <laughs> <laughs> that that they that they can they can hold hey, it down because hey I just years, need, I, mean, I just need Florida to cover y'all hey, can win that's fine that's fine okay, I just okay. need a seven and a half that that is fair that was a very large number that we saw when when the line first came out um, very interesting for an SEC team to to get that many points even on the road even even in uh, Salt Lake City um, but no that's that's a I I like to play. Um. Yeah, and let's week zero though. Are we are we locking in on anything? You think Notre Dame's gonna gonna run Navy out of Ireland? They should. They should. They should. And to be honest with you, um, just looking at it, the automatic thing that you think is under in that game. I mean, it's overseas. Um, you know. Yep. Yep. Freeman, he's they're gonna have an awesome defense. I don't know how the offense is gonna be. I would say better now that they do have Hartman. So, so you would think it would be an ass weapon. I mean, that's what you would think. And I would think under. The only thing is that damn line keeps going up. So I'm a little hesitant to to play the under yet. Um, but at the moment, I would say I do lean, um, I do lean Notre Dame. But again, the closer it gets to time, I'll take another look at it. But I got to be honest with you, week zero, I kind of love Bandy. I think they've been, I think they beat the piss out of Hawaii just like they did last year. To be honest with you, um, I wouldn't doubt it at all. And and uh, the one that I'm laying off of, okay, the last two years, I have bet Nebraska to start the season, my first bet of the year, both years, both times. I've gotten absolutely embarrassed both times. Ass whippings. Now, I'm definitely, I love the hire. I love Matt Rule. I think he's going to do an awesome job. He's got a lot of good players out of the portal. Uh, they did lose um, their quarterback to Florida, but I do think he's going to do a good job long term. Um, in the short term, I will not be going anywhere near any of their games all year because every time I do, I lose my ass. So I'm not touching it. But at the moment, I guess week zero, um, I am looking at uh, – I do kind of like Navy. Um, and I'm going to see if I can get a play on the total. As far yeah. as like – as far as future bets I have locked in, my favorite bet of the year was Colorado under four and a half wins. Yes. Um, unfortunately, that number has gone down to three and a half, and I do think that's kind of a burnt number because I could see them getting four wins. Yeah. Um, I just, There's so much hop around that team. They – I just – dude, and everyone I've talked to, literally everyone thinks that they're going to win like five, six, seven games. I would bet my life savings. My life savings – that they do not win five games. Legitimately, I would bet my life savings. Um, and then and then uh, um, one of kind of my long shot bets on the year is uh, Texas to win the Natty. I think I think talent wise, they're up there with anybody. And I know it's like the same spiel every year. Is Texas back? No, they suck. They're gonna choke. Whatever. They'll go like eight and three. Whatever. 
I just think talent wise, they've got, they are up there in probably the top five of, of Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, LSU. I think they're up there. Um, and if you look at their schedule too, it's a pretty damn easy schedule compared to other teams that do have to make that run to get into the playoff. It's a pretty easy schedule. And, you know, even if they lose one game, I do think they do have the ability um, to make it into the playoff. And to be honest with you, I think they win at Alabama week two. And they do that, they're in. Because they, I, I just don't see them losing after that. Um, but, again, kind of going back to what I said earlier, that's one of those bets that, you know, I have locked in. And if they do make it into the playoff, I'll be able to kind of hedge out of it, guarantee myself some profit, because I don't think they're going to win it all, but I do think they'll make the playoff. Um, so I just kind of look at it as an investment, you know, that I yeah. can pull out of later in the year. But Absolutely. No, take well, take that long shot early and then um, – and it's 25 to one. I mean, what are you going to do? Is it going to hit? Probably not, but why not throw a little damn chatter on it? could, it could with the talent level. I have a, I have a future like that um, on the Heisman, but uh, yeah, no, I like the Texas play. They do have a lot of talent. Um, Quinn going to keep that starting job though, or is Arch, Arch coming in? Now that's another reason why I love it. Okay. Because, you know, anytime, you're a quarterback. You're going to play better if you have somebody behind you kind of nipping at your heels, you know? Right. Like, you know, uh, other teams have ran into the issue to where, you know, they have their guy. There's not another guy that's competing, and they kind of get complacent. Um, so I do think he's going to ball out this year. I really do. Um, before he broke his collarbone against Alabama, he was slinging the piss out of it. I mean, he had like 150 yards at the end of like the first quarter. Um, so I definitely think, I think he's going to have a hell of a year this year. Um, and, and you know, kind of going back to their week two game against Alabama, I don't think Alabama is going to have their quarterback situation figured out yet. They went and got Tyler Buckner from Notre Dame, which makes zero sense. That tells me yeah. – that they do not trust Milrow or Ty Simpson. So I think the fact that Texas has them early in week two, I don't think they have that figured out yet. So I really, really like their chances early in the season to beat them compared to later in the season. That's fair. That's fair. Because, you know, at the end, Saban's going to Saban's gonna have some things figured out. Uh, right. So, yeah, I they could definitely go into, uh, into Alabama and win that game. Um. Yeah, I, I I like the plays. I like them. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I mean, I'm excited about it, dude. And and you know, it's just it's just. I was talking to my brother the other day, and I was like, you know, the last three months, there's just nothing like college football season. It's yeah. like the stress level is down. You have something to look forward to every weekend. You know, it and it's just nonstop action every Saturday. I don't know, you may crush a few ultras, have a few wings, eat some damn pizza, just watch football, win a little money, lose a little money, wake up the next day, watch some damn NFL football. And then on Monday, you're already talking about the games of the weekend. So you're looking forward to the next weekend. And it's like that for four or five months. And, you know, it's just, 
it's the best time of the year. It's glorious. It's it's incredible. Um, obviously, obviously, we're down south. You're down south. Um, who's got who's got the best fan base? And I, I seen you traveling around a little bit. Who who's the best place you visited? Now you know I am biased. <laughs> um, I am a Georgia fan, and okay. in my opinion, Athens is the best college town in the country. Um, so so I'm gonna have to say that because I am biased. And even if I wasn't, I still probably would. But from a, from a, um, I'll start from a tailgating standpoint, I would say probably Ole Miss in the Grove. Um, that's, that's pretty unmatched. It's, it's one of the most insane things I've ever seen. Um, I mean, thousands of tents next to each other, tens of thousands of people, um, you know, People just inviting you to come in, have some food, have some drink, just everywhere. Um, so I would say from a tailgating standpoint, but a sleeper is probably South Carolina. I was pretty shocked at how good their setup is, and it's right by the stadium. So easy access, go right in. Um, I would say from a a like party standpoint, probably LSU. LSU's pretty pretty unbelievable. Um, I had I had an awesome time there. Uh, Tennessee fans are pretty wild too. I mean they they're they're about as wild as they come. Um, you know, and I've been so I live like right on the Georgia Tennessee line. So I mean I've been around them my entire life. Um, half of my best friends are Tennessee fans, um, but they they just take it a little different than everybody else. They um, they definitely get into it. Even if they know their ass, they're they're going to tell you how good they are. Um, so, you know, they're pretty nuts, but, I mean, you got to respect it. Um, but, um, yeah, I man, out of all the places I went to last year, I would say probably the best, the best overall environment, game experience, um, um, after game experience was probably uh, probably LSU. LSU. That place is wild. Crown them. Crown them, other than Georgia, other than Georgia, Bessie. Other than Georgia. And again, I'm just trying to put my bias aside, you know, because if I was, if I said how I truly felt, you know, I would say Georgia with everything. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I've been going well, you, there since hell I was five years old, but. You, know. you haven't done true tailgate until you've been at, at uh, in Fort Collins in mid-November against Boise State. That's yeah. tailgating right there. Get you five people that, in the son. parking lot <laughs> that's what i'm talking about get you a dose. Oh. Hey, so um i see the colorado state jersey um are you a colorado state fan well i don't know if you could call it a, a fanhood with the way that the team has played I, I don't even know if you consider them a football team the way that they've been for the past you know five six years but we're both alumni so we, yeah. we just hope that the rammies can go out there and and somehow fumble together a couple wins and not completely disgrace them. So I will say, I do think they win more games than CU does this year. At least that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, the reason I asked, I was, I was pretty close to Colorado state. We took a, uh, we went on a, a trip out to Montana um, over Christmas. And, nice. you know, we were going to rent two vehicles when we got out there, but it was like something insane. It was like 10 grand or something. So I was like that. I was like, listen, I was like, 
you just let me drive the F-350. I'll just drive the damn thing the whole way. And it's got the adaptive cruise control. You ain't even got to hit the brakes. You ain't got to hit the gas. You just put it on and you can roll for oh, yeah. 400 miles, you know? So um, we're going out there and we're on day, day two and we're around the area kind of of Colorado state and out of nowhere. I mean, it was like 55 degrees and about 20 minutes later, it's like 30 and yeah. snow's starting to come down, but it's like powder. And I was like, okay. I was like, this is getting a little sketchy and it was getting dark. I was like, this ain't good. And so I pull off and the winds out of nowhere, like 70, <laughs> 80 miles an hour. Now, listen, I had never heard of a snow squall in my life, dude scared the ever loving shit out of me. I pull over on the damn side of the road. The whole truck is, <laughs> I got snow coming in through the damn back. I'm freaking the hell out. And my brother, he's driving somewhere else. I said, Hey, are you good? He said, I'm pulling off. I'm about to wreck. He pulls over in front of me and we're there for about three hours. Uh, it dumped legit like two feet of snow and I think yeah. like two hours. Um, so we had to stay at a hotel. We were locked into a hotel that night. We walked to the Waffle House because of course Waffle House is always open. Uh, so that was good. <laughs> But uh, that's really my only experience in, in in that area. So hopefully their football season is better than my experience that I had. <laughs> their football it, season's it, a lot like crazy. that experience. A lot of <laughs> it's, I would say that's about like that. Um, yeah, those wins can, can get crazy out there. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. It was wild. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's well, totally how Fort Collins is, and especially as you move into Laramie, like you think that that's nuts. The, the weather in, in Wyoming is crazy. Like, I don't even know how they they field sports up there in the late fall because it's just miserable. Like, you got to be a different kind of cat to be to be in Laramie. Like, it's nuts. Yeah, 100%. They don't 100%. even play high school baseball because it's too cold in the spring. They they can't. And, dude, there's nothing where – and, hell, I mean, I hated playing, you know, high school baseball in Georgia. And yeah. uh, – February. I mean, dude, you take one off the handle and your hands are shattered. So I cannot even imagine, you know, yeah. Wyoming. It's disgusting. Wyoming's disgusting. That's why we went to CSU, you know, right. right there at the border. <laughs> hey, stay, stay nice. Um, well, yeah, let's, let's get into with, with boots on the ground from, from uh, cook the book. Uh, the SEC let's, let's dive into the SEC. What is obviously we got Georgia defending champs, back to back defending champs. They just gonna run through again and 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 win the win the whole damn thing. With the schedule um, that that we have, we should one hundred percent. The SEC East, in my opinion, is pretty down. Um, I think, I think from you know a the games that make me nervous. Um, I'll just kind of throw out a few and then I'll dive into them. I mean, I think you've got, I think a sleeper kind of sketchy game could be Auburn uh, just because it's at Auburn. Hugh Freeze's first year. Now, do they have the talent to match up with uh, Georgia? Probably not. But a lot of this season is going to hinge on Carson back. You know, he's, he's never started a game before. Um, and people can say what they want about Stetson Bennett, but he played unbelievable last year. Um, and, and he was a real key, even in the most tense moments, he made the big plays that you got to make. Um, so we'll see if Beck is able to do that. Now, the good thing about it is 
the first four games of the season are all at home. The first three are all against cupcakes. Uh, and then we have South Carolina. But, um, you know, from I think, I mean, I just don't really see a loss in the schedule if Carson Beck even plays 75% of how he needs to play. Um, obviously, you got a tough one in Knoxville uh, at Tennessee. Um, we do have Ole Miss at home. Now, that could be an interesting game because Lane Kiffin, I mean, you never know what the hell he's going to do. I mean, he's going to go for it on every fourth down, so it could get a little weird. But uh, luckily, that game's at home. Uh, and then Kentucky. You know, I think that could be that could be an interesting game uh, now that they do have Devin Leary from NC State. I mean, I think he's a hell of a quarterback. Does he have the weapons? I don't know because they did lose a few. So, um, I mean, I think as far as Georgia goes, should be an undefeated regular season, um, knock on wood. But, you know, I just don't really see a loss in there if if Beck plays the way he's supposed to play. Fair enough. No, that's yeah. I mean, Georgia's a wagon. Like they, they are as talented as anybody. Um, they just retool every year, obviously. Um, yeah, and they're they're a problem. They are a problem. If they do make it, um, to the SEC championship, who do you think is representing the other side? Well, I think on the other side, I think you've got three potential. Two, two for sure, and one kind of a long shot. I think, uh, obviously, LSU. LSU should be better this year, in my opinion, than they were last year. Brian Kelly, he's a stud. He's going to do unbelievable over there. He already did in his first year, and, I mean, he didn't have any of his guys there either. Um, so I think they'll definitely be up there. Alabama, obviously, will be up there. They're up there every year. It doesn't matter, you know, what people say about Alabama, you know, they're down, whatever. It's Alabama. They're going to be there. Um, and then I think kind of a sleeper for me is probably A&M. I know they were asked last year, but they started pretty much all freshmen. Like pretty much their entire team last year was freshmen. So they have a ton of experience coming back. Um, I mean, hell, they had Alabama beat last year. Um, and you know, their defense will be one of the best in the country. So honestly, all they got to do is figure out how to score on offense. And I think that they could make a run. So um, if I were to rank the West, I would probably go one LSU, two Alabama, three A&M, which is pretty much what everybody has. But um, I do think A&M could probably make some noise next year, this coming year. Yeah, that's, I mean, I haven't looked too much into AM uh just because of last year, but yeah. didn't they have like the best recruiting class last year? So yeah, they had the best recruiting class it, literally of all time. Like right. the most unbelievable class. Now most of those players were on defense and I'm pretty sure like their entire defensive line last year was all true freshmen. Right. Um and so you know, you can't have that many five stars and like not be decent so you know from a talent standpoint they're up there with anybody it'll just come down to Jimbo now the good thing about it too or about uh, A&M is they did go hire Bobby Petrino in the offseason you know the old Arkansas coach Um, and so you know if if 
that was their big problem last year was their offense. They couldn't move the ball. They couldn't score. It was all on the defense. Hell, the defense was on the field 70% of the game. So, you know, if you can find some ways to score, which I think they will with Bobby Petrino, you know, I think they could be up there with anybody in the West. Yeah, no doubt. Um, one extra year is going to gonna give them more of an advantage, um, especially against the SEC. I mean, there's like – no better experience than that conference. So yeah, even yeah, sure. I I know they like um, they struggle a little non-conference as well. App App State like that's not going to happen again this year. Right. Um, so yeah, they should be a lot a lot better. Hundred percent. Um, I mean, I agree with that. And I, you know, I think I think if there's any team, you know, that they've got they've got. I mean. It's so tough, though, because the SEC West is so brutal. I mean, you could lose to anybody any week. I mean, Ole Miss, Arkansas, LSU, Alabama. Like, it's pretty crazy. And they're out of conference game. Uh, they do play Miami again this year, and I think Miami's probably going to be a little better. And it's at Miami, so it is a brutal schedule. Um, but, you know, I think – I don't know. I like their chances. Could be interesting. Could could be frisky. Uh, it, they're uh, facing Georgia in the SEC championship. Um, two teams. Two teams coming out of the SEC for the college football playoff. I think there's a potential there. Obviously, um, one of I would say probably. I think Georgia will make it. Hopefully, knock on wood. Um, and. I would say if if LSU can get there with even if they can get to the playoff or excuse me the SEC championship with one loss, I think they could have a shot to get in even if they did lose the SEC championship. Um, because Clemson's going to be weird this year. I don't know how Klubnik is going to play. I mean, I'm pretty high on him. I do think he'll be good, but there's some pretty good teams in the ACC this year. I think uh, North Carolina. I think they'll be pretty good with. Uh, Drake May, uh, Miami's kind of a sleeper for me. I'm high on FSU. So, you know, Clemson could mess around and lose, you know, two games this year. Um, as far as the Big Ten, I think I think Ohio State's probably going to get it done this year, depending on their quarterback play. But I could also see my sleeper in the Big Ten is Penn State. I could see them definitely making the playoff. Their quarterback they have in there is young. But, dude, he was highly touted as shit. And they've got the weapons and the schedule to make it happen. Their two hardest games are against um, Ohio State and Michigan. But all they got to do is win one of those games. Excuse me. One of those games and they'll play for a conference championship. But um, And then out of the Pac-12, you know, I mean, you got obviously Oregon, Washington, USC, Utah. Um, I think out of those teams, the team I like the best, honestly, is probably Washington. They return so much, and Phoenix is a dog, too. Like, he's a hell of a quarterback. He's good. Um, so, you know, it all depends. The only way two teams are getting in from the SEC is if a couple of those other teams have two losses. But I think it's definitely possible with the amount uh, at the top of those conferences, you know, with the amount of talent, because I could see Washington having two losses, Clemson having two losses, Penn State, um, Ohio State, Michigan, like all those teams could definitely have 
two losses, and that'll leave room for a two-loss SEC team to get in, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's always kind of that conversation of, hey, there's there's going to be two SEC Like, it's the best yeah. conference. Are they going to get a third? Um, and so I, I think it's going to be two. Um, if you had to say right now, everyone's healthy, obviously, but right now, who who are your four making making the college football playoff? My four, uh, right now, I would say, I'll go Georgia. I'll go Georgia. Um, I want to say Washington, but I don't think I'm going to. I'll go. I'll go Georgia. Ohio State. I'm gonna go with a wild one here. Florida State and Texas. Yeah, okay. I, I I love the picks because I am very high on Florida State too. They yeah. I think they're returning the most production in the country, and Norvell's Their quarterbacks ready to go. a stud. Jordan Travis is a stud. They got Jaheim Bell from South Carolina, arguably. You know, he's probably a top three tight end, in my opinion, in college football. He just makes plays. He's, he's a freak. Um, I think they're going to be damn good. I really do. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Um, well, appreciate you coming on, but we have to get our mind right. So we need <laughs> one play from you. We need one play from you for the right. season to lock in. I'm going to give you what I'm going to give you. My my favorite play of the entire year. I I will be throwing ten units on it, and you may say, Biggie, that's kind of dumb because it's so far away. Who knows what'll happen from now till then? Whatever. Okay, you can have your own opinion, but on Fanduel, you can currently get Georgia minus seven and a half against Tennessee at the end of November by kickoff. That line should be no less than 14 and a half. The fact that that line is currently seven and a half is so disrespectful. It is unbelievable. Kirby, every time he has gone to Knoxville, has beat the ever-loving piss out of Tennessee. And listen, I'm not knocking Tennessee at all, okay? Some of my best friends are Tennessee fans again. But seven and a half, in my opinion, with Kirby's track record in Knoxville, favorite play of the entire year. It's available on Fendel. Do with that what you will. You you heard it. You heard it, everybody. Lock it in. Uh, we, we got the dogs late November. But again, thanks, Biggie, for coming on. Uh, follow Cook the Book Bets on Instagram uh, to see more Biggie and his plays. But yeah, thanks, thanks again for coming on. Man, I appreciate you guys having me. It was a lot of fun. Hey, we appreciate you. You have a good thanks, one. Thanks, Biggie. All right, man. See you guys. Later. Look at that. Had to, had to end it. We had three minutes left. I uh, know. Stop the recording, too. <laughs> okay. Stop.